Today's episode of the Westworld TheoryCast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Westworld TheoryCast. This is the Deep Dive with Axel and Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello. Great to How are ha- you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. We're going to be talking about Westworld Season 4, Episode 2, Well Enough Alone. Last week, I had a big preamble. This week, all I'm going to tell you is to go to DVRpodcast.com. You can find out about the four separate Westworld podcasts we release every week. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And I know we have a lot of new listeners in Mexico. So I want to say hello to all of the new listeners Thank you for coming on the journey. Let's get into it, Andy. Episode two. I talked a lot on the initial reaction, two and a half hours. Now you and I are going to drill down into it, but I want to hear what you have to say. What did you think of this episode? Well, the first thing I was going to say is if we have new listeners in Mexico, the opening scene of this episode actually was filmed in Mexico. So that's kind of a nice... Um, I really, really like this episode a lot. I, I thought it was, I, I enjoyed it way more than last week. I, I mean, I, I still liked last week, but I thought this was, this felt much more like back to season one type of Westworld. And there was that I, I, I had kind of said last week a couple of times about how I, it seemed like they were going into a horror direction for this year se- or this season. And I really felt the horror aspects, the tension in this episode, I thought was great. I just, I loved the. I just, I loved everything about it. I really, really, I don't know. I've got a lot of thoughts and some half-baked ideas that aren't, aren't fully formed yet, but I, I really loved it more, more than you guys did on the initial reactions, I think, because I listened to that and it was, it was definitely, you guys still all liked it, but I don't, I think I'm much more positive than everybody on that show was. Well, I'm, 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 I was very positive. I loved it. And on the rewatch, I actually found it almost easier to rewatch than the first episode. Um, because I felt like they did so much of the groundwork with Christina, uh, that it was slightly repetitive on the rewatch to me. And in this one, everything was new with her, you know, they were giving us hints and, um, fleshing out that story in a new way. I I think I, I I think I like too, that this one seems a lot more confident. Like the last episode, it was kind of like, well, we're not entirely sure what we're doing. And this one, it was like, we're going, we're going, you better buckle up because it's go time. And I was, I was just, it, it was, I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I agree too. In the same way that we didn't have this long drawn, like we were asking last episode, who's this Senator they're going to see. They went right to see him. You know yep. what I'm saying? There wasn't like, first we have to make a stop off here to blah, blah, blah. No, we're doing the exact thing. Like they're following the, the they were kind of detectives, right? And they followed the trail immediately. And then that trail led them directly to being invited by, um, by, uh, Charlotte, uh, Shaloris to the new park. Bam. It happened. So 
I like the direction that this season is taking. I feel like it's got kind of the propulsive like plot point moving through that uh, we had in season three where it was kind of like, you know, we're going to go like a heist film that I was talking about. But Mm -hmm. it's also giving us that weird goodness of season two. I just I'm really excited, man. I I thought that this episode had everything. When you were saying that, I was actually going to about to echo the same exact thing you ended up saying. The part of why I like this one is there was st- it wasn't like like there, it wasn't complete confusion. And yes, there was parts of it where they were going from A to B to C. But when they were doing that, they were still every stop. There was no more questions asked and more mysteries that were presented to us. And certain things we changed the way we looked at certain things. So it's still like you said, it was still had that propulsive nature, but it also added in all this other good stuff that we love to just chew on for hours. Yep, definitely. All right. So let's jump into it. I think most of what we talked about on that initial reaction was Christina. Where is she? What the hell's going on with um, uh, what happened with uh, Peter Myers and how he had already been dead for long enough to not only donate uh, to the Hope Center where he was, where he got help, right? But um, that place had already closed down, you know? It was years later. Uh, We have her crazy, not crazy, I should say helpful, overly helpful and energetic and enthusiastic roommate Maya. Um, We have some interesting stuff that we head on over to the Daily DVR Facebook group, and there's tons of photos that I took of the episode, Um, one of which is uh, when Christina's boss is kind of checking in on her when she's in Jersey. Uh, There's some interesting stuff on the screen. I know you have stuff to say about it. What's your take on all of this? What's what kind of theory or idea is really attracting you most to this storyline of Christina? Well, I think the biggest question, I mean, it's all, I think what's going on in these is tied in more than I originally thought. I thought it would might be this kind of this season where everything, they would kind of meet up at the end or something. But I think there's the Christina stuff. Well, let's start with the roommate. Is she there is she actually there i went back and rewatched. like when we see her today or in this episode she calls from a park bench you don't see anybody else in the shot with her last week when she calls dolores she's sitting in a car you don't see anybody else with her you see her in the apartment with christina you see her walk into the bar with christina before the blind date and she disappears and you see her say thank you to somebody she turns and says thank you but you don't actually see her interact with anyone else except for christina is she there or is Christina the only one that can see her? That's I, that's very interesting. See, I was more on the tip that she was kind of a plant to push her along to some end. But the idea... That, oh, I, st- I still think that could also be true. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's in her eye and it could be both. You're absolutely right. It could be both. It, those two things don't... Yeah, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely think that she's... That she is... There, it's... Whatever Christina's purpose is there, whether she's somebody's holding her there or I have another idea that she could be being. Well, I'll, I'll get to that idea in a minute. But um, the other thing about her is she if you go back to season three and when Caleb is talking to his friend on the recordings, it sounds I mean, it is almost a mirror of those conversations. 
a lot of the a lot of the things that Maya says is, "Are you okay?" So like she asked that like three or four times in one phone conversation. Yeah. Is, is there anything else I can do for you? Is there, are you okay? Yep. There's the part that I put on the Facebook page at the end where she says, "I feel like I'm going crazy," and she says, "Maybe the world is going crazy around you, but you should trust yourself." And believe it. She gives her like a motivational speech. Yep. You're not insane. Your world yeah. may have gone a little insane, but you haven't. Trust yep. yourself, Chrissy. Like she's. I've been to enough therapist appointments. I know what a therapist sounds like. Yeah. And is, I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> no. But well, I like what you're saying, Andy, about bringing it back to season two and what was going on with Caleb. Um, or season three. Uh, season three. I'm sorry. And what was going on with Caleb? Because I feel like. This, I feel like the the prevailing theories here is she's either kind of there. She's either a Caleb or she's a Maeve, right? Stuck mm -hmm. inside that World War II scenario again and again, and then figuring it out. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like maybe she's a little bit of both. The last season dealt a lot with that of all of humans being controlled by a machine. Obviously... This storyline, unlike the other storylines, is about a person trying to find their agency, right? Yep. Not following through with it, as we're seeing with Caleb, um, Chaloris, uh, Maeve, William. They've got a goal. They're going towards it. Christina is lost. She's like that Andrew Wyeth painting, right? Like yep. she she's reaching out for something that she can't quite grasp, right? She's asking for help. I mean, yeah. the old Dolores would have never asked for help. Yeah, and there's there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff in the um that was uh, in that Hope Center, like um these yeah. these uh, blueprints and posters on the ground and the people she tells to go away. What did you think of that stuff? That's it's very, that's that stuff. I'm still trying to process that. Cause I, I know. And I think you even, one of the pictures you put on there even had a picture of her when she's walking in and she says something to herself, go run away or get out of here or something to herself that maybe believes she has done this before. Well, she says that to and, the people actually. She sees the people in the other room when she I first thought she was enters. saying that to herself. Well, she's looking at them, though. She sees them, and then she kind oh. of whispers to herself, I wish they would just go away. Like, I wish you would go away. And then they just go away. Hmm. So for some reason I was thinking she said something else, but I might be wrong. It's a little, maybe she does. It's, it's, it's possible. There's a lot. She says she has, she has the phone conversation with Maya yeah, the, there. She the, kind of talks I'm talking to herself. Is she, she walks like right away when she walks into the door of the, of the, of the hospital, she says something to herself before she even sees the blueprints or anything. Hmm. And it's something I'm like go sure. away or get out of here or you shouldn't be. I cannot remember what the actual thing is, but I got the impression that she had been there before, but she didn't quite realize she had, if that makes sense. The, I think that that's an interesting point. Now, I do want to clarify again. She definitely does say go away, but that's after she sees the people. Yeah. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You're right on that for sure. So that, um, de yeah, that definitely does happen. Um, but that whole scene is weird. She, yeah. She just seems to be, uh, 
like you said, it, it seems to be the blueprints. The building is old, but there's like this newness about it, right? Like mm-hmm. when she walks into some of the rooms too, they look very futuristic, like the place is being, maybe it's being real rehabilitated. And yeah. when she is, I, cause I, I'm only saying this Andy, cause this is one of the scenes. I watched this scene like seven times in a row and took <laughs> pictures of it. And, um, you, it, on the closed captioning, it says indistinct chatter, yep. <laughs> but yep. If you listen closely, you can hear one of the guys who is wearing a helmet that's very much like the one Caleb was wearing. Yep, very much construction helmet. Yeah, say something like, whoa, good, we're ahead of schedule. I know you can definitely hear ahead of schedule Hmm. and something about plans. And then there's two guys that look like Caleb, but then there are a couple of women who seem to be dressed very nicely, but and are yeah. carrying um, like iPads. I'm not sure if they're the tripads that they had in Westworld, but they're kind of carrying something that they're looking at. You know? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they're dressed in high heels, and I can yes. see. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah. So something is that is something is going on there too, and it seemed like you know work was being done, but also. We've kind of seen this with the the techs where some of them would have like the helmets on and everything and then others would be more professional. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. The designers would come in or yeah, the writers the design, would come in. Right. Exactly. The uh, I, I thought it was – I mean, and this is probably nothing. I thought it was strange that the, there was actual blueprints laying out. I would have yeah. assumed in the future all of that would be on digital stuff. Oh, that's a great point. And that is what made me feel like kind of, it felt like as soon as she entered there, that it was of no time, that it was kind of, it didn't feel real. And it almost felt, I have to say, and especially when I saw them, I'm kind of working on an idea. And I I thought before that she might be in a new park, but it feels like that to me, that something's being built there, changed. And looking at this picture too. I've been on enough construction sites in my lifetime where there's a picture of these blueprints here and there's a, a, a drawing pencil, like the pencil they would use to draw it. Most of the time when they go to something like that, that stuff's already done. <laughs> they, they wouldn't be modifying the plans at the job site. But, yeah, that's interesting. And, and there's also, I mean, the pictures of the tower on the wall. I mean. Yeah, well, that she sees at the end. Yeah. That are drawn and seem... It seems very set up. It does not seem real to me. It does. It seems very Westworldy. Yeah. Very. That's why I, I continue. This episode made me feel more like she was in a park. Yes, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I still think it could be a digital park. I Possible. think that's a possibility as well. Definitely. But I do let. I do like the idea of a park for, and we'll get into other reasons why I also think that that's the same thing, but the, uh, I don't, was there anything else you wanted to say about the hospital before I go on to my next little crazy town part? Um, well, just again, shout out to Jersey that it was located in New Jersey and it's, you know what? 
you got some heat for that on the uh, initial reaction. You know what? I will stick up for Jersey. I've been there quite a few times, and it has been a lovely place every time I've been there. So I appreciate that. I also I I also thought it was kind of neat that I'm working on that Lego like elevated thing, and that this is kind of an example of it. <laughs> where it uh, has yes. like a brick wall and then it's elevates you go up the steps so it's like i mm-hmm. really loved it this i just want to say too again westworld even when they you know they have just have such great production design in this locations i don't know if this is a real building at all she could they could have made but it it really the way it looked was so interesting to me because they could have gone in so many weird directions and it just had this really old feel, but then it seems like the more she got walked into it, she was finding rooms that looked like they were very new. So I yep. just felt like it was kind of not of her world, really. It just felt different to me. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. Nothing in that in that world. See, I mean, something is whether it's something like that or whether it's some Truman Show type of thing or something is not right in that in that i don't know something's it seems unnatural compared to the other stuff yeah what uh what else you got okay this is the other one where it's this is kind of kind of play into dolores being in some type of park and kind of like i think you and me maybe referenced it at one point and i a couple people that i've listened i think somebody on the other initial reaction did too i think there's a very good chance that this is she's in a it's a reverse park that she's in with the 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 humans being the Definitely. being the slaves it has and, to andy this idea the new park if it's this park whatever we see going forward i feel like it has to be that way because we got two scenes where chaloris basically is like i'm not fucking fucking with my host the hosts are now the master race and mm-hmm. the whole fly shit and all that is to control humans. I think that well, that's and yeah. here. This is why the fly stuff ties into it. And this is why I think it is. And this is, this might be crazy, but I'm, I'm going with it anyways. Cause I wrote this down in the notes for la- It ties into something that happened last week that I wrote in the notes and we didn't talk about it because I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if that's anything, but what confirmed it to me was what something that happened in this episode. When Christina is on her bad date in the first episode, um, and it, I watched, I noticed it the first time when, when she gets up and leaves and the, or when the guy leaves or no, she leaves, the guy stays there. And it even mentions it on the captioning. That's what there, you hear this weird noise, a weird humming noise that Henry makes. Henry is the, the date. It's kind of this little like humming noise. And he at, went right after she leaves and the captioning even says Henry hums on that scene in this episode. <laughs> okay. Nice. In this episode, when Caleb and Maeve go to the senator and they and the they find the wife in the horse barn, she is humming when they get there. And she then all of a sudden, is. she snaps out of it. She starts talking. I've got the words here somewhere. I mean, well, so we can get into that scene a little bit later. But and then she hums again at the end. After yeah. I think the humming, I think the humming is the song you can't hear. That's also being referenced. I think that and. That is what the signal that's come that the flies and plant mm-hmm. this jelly and the jelly picks up on the signal. And that's what's coming from the tower. The tower is controlling all the people because they've got the jelly in their head. Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering if the 
I don't I don't remember if the jelly is left by the like a byproduct of the flies. The flies deliver that. Jelly I think and they leave. deliver it. Yeah, I think that they deliver it or they become it. And I'm I'm also questioning whether they've they um because when uh, what's her name Shalora or yeah Shalora says let's leave her alive. I've got an experiment. Yeah, I think that was kind of the start of it because then I if yeah. I think back to the Hoover Dam scene when they've perfected the drug cartel it. guy. There's a drug guy there, and there's a swarm of them. But then you see the 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 uh, Department of Justice Attorney General, and only one fly there that does it. So I think that I think we're seeing different variations of the flies. Totally agree. Evolution. I agree. It wasn't. So per- I think all of yeah. this stuff is tied together. That's why. I th- and I'm wondering if not Dolores, but uh, Christine is she's subconsciously controlling these things through some kind of like Borg like. <laughs> I had to get a next generation reference in for Jenny, but a Borg like thing where they can all communicate yeah. at the same time together uh, via mesh network or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Andy, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. And I also think it's important when we, when we, you know, we do the theories right here on the theory cast <laughs> and we used to do it on loss. And some people would say, why are you just trying to guess what's happening on the show? Doesn't that take the drama and all this? No, no, no. We're just kind of like in the writer's room. We're having fun. We like to kind of create and see where the story's going. And if it goes in a different direction, that's cool. And most of the time when it does go in that different direction is where we kind of see something and then just extrapolate. Mm-hmm. But this theory that you're talking about, I don't really even think it's I feel like this story is plainly telling us that, right? We have two separate scenes with Chaloris when she's talking to the assistant uh, director and when she's talking to the senator, right? Mm-hmm. And oh actually three. And when she's talking to William, and she says the same thing in all three of the scenes which is that she needs to protect the hosts from being hunted and murdered and 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 basically tortured by humans. And that bef- when she's asked, what are you going to replace all the people with that? And she said, I wouldn't do that yet because that would just be sending them to the slaughter. She is obviously trying to find a way to perfect being able to, to take over humans in the same way that the, she was taken over in Westworld as Dolores. Right. Yep. And then she has this revenge thing too. Cause she says it when she's, uh, when we see that William is still alive, the real William is being held alive for what reason? So you can watch yeah, as I destroy uh, your world and take over it. That's the uh, that's a line that actually William said to Teddy in season one. Winning doesn't mean anything until someone loses. You're just here to be the loser. Yeah. William says that exactly. exact, almost that exact Thank line you. to Teddy. He and it's sure repeated does. by, by yeah, to William. Yep. So it's that same. Remember, she is, as Justin was saying, yeah, she is a root of a version of Dolores. But that is also Wyatt. And that's also all of the experiences that she had as Charlotte which had a and, great effect on her. And I know you guys went around and around in circles on that point. And I think the, how I always think of that is like when those p- pearls are duplicated, it's like when triplets or quadruplets are born. 
they're identical at birth. And then once they get out into the world, they become different people. We agree. That's exactly how I feel. You have to respect that. We watched a whole season about her becoming a new person, right? Yep. So I just, I don't think that that is really even a question at this point. Um, she is acting on her own accord, yep. right? Uh, now, there is the question, of course, I, as I did point out on the, I, I was trying to get past that to get to the point where I could say, but still Dolores has a plan that we don't know about because there's yep. Lawrence, there's the milk stuff at uh, Musashi's headquarters. There's a lot of other stuff that Dolores in, in Berlin, like Brett was saying. There's, there's why, why she actually let Bernard go. Yes. She gave him the case for a reason, right? Yep. Um, so there is another story there and that's still a legacy of that original Dolores, right? Who yeah. experienced all that stuff, but who also became something different when she was imbued with Wyatt. So she's not even the original Dolores, right? Yep. Yep. She's evolved. Um, but getting back to Christina, I think there is a kind of theory that Brett and I were talking about. And I think you like this too. That somehow Christina's like original Dolores in some way. And yeah, I, I think she's Dolores Prime. And yeah, I, I yeah. go ahead, continue what you're a talking version about. of her. Obviously, yeah. not she's not really the original Dolores, but she's somehow really that root before Wyatt was even injected into her. And the reason why I don't know, Westworld does say that, you know. In order to grow, you have to have that um, cornerstone, which is usually pain, right? Yeah. And she hasn't this so far. Her cornerstone would be this guy killing himself, jumping off, right? Well, and I have I, I have another I have another idea about that whole situation. Okay. Too, well, before about, you, before you get yeah. there, I just yep. want to throw out <laughs> kind of two things about Christina, and I'll I'll stop yapping. Um, <laughs> one is we have to think about again why what they would be trying to get from her what is the point of having this original or some version of Dolores in this situation right in which she's kind of awakening and seems to being pushed towards awakening Mai is the one who gave her the address of the place who told her about it mm -hmm. from the article so it was kind of a plant from the beginning right she wanted her to go there and it seemed like when the boss called, that was actually reinforcing her going there in a way it, because it was acting on her, her desire to be an individual, right? Yeah. And strike out on her own. So are they trying to get the key? Is that why she, wherever she is, if she's in a park, if it's virtual, is she actually put there by them, by uh, Chaloris and William? in some way, right? Because if we're theorizing that everyone's being controlled by the flies, it has to be Chaloris and William. That is one idea. Um, what do you feel about that idea at this point? Cause we well, talked I, about it last week too. Yeah. I still think that's a very, very high possible of okay. being the case. And like, before I dive into another idea I have, I should just say right now, I do not have one unified theory. So not all my theories fit together, if that makes sense. No, no, it's fun. Yeah. We're just, I think another, I think another possibility that I had thought of here is what if, 
what if the reason that Dolores is in this or not Dolores, but Christina is in this spot, is it possible that she is the same exact Dolores Prime, the one that Rhea Boehm had deleted, and someone is trying to rebuild her in this place that she's in? And and this is all in see, I'm of two different minds of this, right? Well, my, my I other have another oh, yeah. theory on it, okay? Yep. That has nothing to do, has more to do with that in a way, and it has nothing to do with the key, the sublime anything. And it's that sh- actually she is not, she is a new Dolores because William and Choloris created this world together, right? Mm-hmm. And they and Chaloris, just in the same way she said to William, you're a god, you created a whole world. Dolores was the first one to become cognizant, right? And and yep. have her own thoughts and her own idea and her own consciousness. So maybe she is the first hybrid and this whole world is built for her fidelity, and they're using mm-hmm. some of these stories and some of these cliches or plot points from her, like recycling them because they fit with the programming. That's how she became conscious in the first way. Right. So yeah. maybe that's what they're trying to do, though. I would think William being the sadistic fuck he was would have also thought that her being repeatedly beaten and ra- raped like he did to her helped her along somehow. And I actually remember he said that, um, I think, at the end of season one. Right. He was yeah. kind of like, I made you who you are. But I think Shaloris would not allow that to happen because he's not William anymore. You know, he's well. And Shaloris had said that uh, I think it was when she was talking to maybe William, saying that uh, she was creating something new. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so she wouldn't. Uh, she wouldn't. the The tip would be to basically, maybe, kind of scare her in a way or give her that cornerstone, that fear or something and cut, or maybe it's just happening and they don't know it yet, or they're just letting it happen. Right. Like, I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but I also think that it's possible that she is a new Dolores. That is the host human hybrid. That is the next step in the evolution of their kind and that she's not there to be controlled. She's not there to be manipulated or get information from. She is there because they want her to succeed. The, the whole well, I think park is somebody. For yeah, whoever, whoever, it's definitely for her. And whatever is going on is they want her to succeed. Whatever the whatever the control yeah. is, or whatever whatever is actually happening. So, the other yeah. the other thought that I had had that I had kind of, I think I had mentioned this last week that what it. What if somebody else, Bernard or somebody <clears throat> is trying to get her out of there? That's why we see the, that's why we see the, the maze or some of this other stuff. But what if, and I had thought about it more when I was listening to you guys talking the other day. And what if Dolores, or the reason why we didn't understand what Dolores was doing with Bernard, is it possible that Bernard is like a fail safe for her? And if something goes wrong with her, that Bernard will come, Bernard has, is Bernard, possibly recreating Dolores. Could he have that possibility here? 
I would not I would not be against this also being a situation in which either Bernard or Ford created yeah. a backup, a failsafe, like you say, of Dolores because she is the prime mm-hmm. um, that was pure oh, and cut off from like the interwebs or what have you. Right. Yeah, I think you mentioned own. a little bit of this on the other the other show. Yeah. That's why I was that's why I, that well, kind of sparked my imagination there a little bit. It came from Brett. Because okay, Brett, it was from Brett. Okay, well, no, it came from me, but it was inspired by Brett. Where okay. I said, where Brett reminded me and reminded us all in his theory about waking up the um, the uh, divergent people, mm-hmm. um, that this is what this is about in a sense. Uh, that the person who had that had uh, like Arnold's house ready and everything that was Ford. He prepped her landing. Right. Yep. Like, so we talk about Dolores's plan, but we're really talking about we get, we're giving Dolores that agency now because of her consciousness. But we first called that Ford's plan. And, you know, that speech that MIB gives to the investors at the end sure sounded a hell of a lot like Ford. <laughs> the bitter one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, yeah. I think, yeah, it was like, the, I'm introducing a new narrative to all of you investors. And that's, I mean, yeah. it was, it, it, at times it felt like Ed Harris doing an Anthony Hopkins impression. He, what, a, what, a, this was, I think Ed Harris's best episode. I think he's had a lot of great episodes on this show. And it's kind of, it's kind of strange. Cause when I think about Westworld so much of his, um, because they had to kind of separate the Williams stuff in the first season. And then he was like apart from a lot of people. He has seemed kind of like separate from a lot of what's going on, even though more and more he's getting involved with everybody. Um, but I just think this episode, man, that golf scene was kick-ass. That speech was kick-ass. He just acted his ass off in this episode. He really did. And I, and and playing, and then again, when he was playing two different people, you know, um, that's, that's really awesome stuff. So what, what are your thoughts about the MIB stuff, Andy, the William slash MIB stuff? You got any theories, ideas, anything kind of grab at you? I, I mean, I don't have a lot of big, big theories like I did to some of the other stuff, but I also loved, I loved everything in this episode with him. I loved Ed Harris. I don't know if it's my favorite Ed Harris episode of the series. I still think that's the one where we see what happens to his wife. But this one was right up there. Oh, he was awesome. That in was this. great too. You're right. You forget, you know, man, Westworld gets a lot of flack for being so hard to understand and blah, blah, blah. But there's some, there's people acting their asses off on this show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there was just when I'm looking at it here, I thought it was kind of a funny thing that um, he talks about how he's a Hemingway man and how Fitzgerald was a, whatever he called Fitzgerald. I don't even remember. And the park they go to at the end is basically set in the Great Gatsby. Yes, that was great. Which yeah. is Fitzgerald's all-time favorite, or yep. his most famous book, but which that's I thought like, was kind of funny. But it's kind of a fuck you to humans, isn't it? Yep. Because the park is like luring. That's another thing is they're luring these humans in. In in the other in the original park, they're putting the hats on, taking the information from them. What is are they all going to get flied? Is that's what's happening? Is that this is a way to put the gel and the flies in every human that gets, gets there too? Like, cause it's, I keep on saying to myself, 
okay, all the hosts are probably humans that hosts are running it, but the host hosts are humans that have flied that are gelled or I'm, I've been saying flied. I think that's <laughs> easy to say, right? Yep. That they got flied. And, but now I'm starting to think, no, they're all hosts. They're all in on it. And it's just before the humans can start fucking with them, they fly them. Like as soon as they get in there, they're fucking turned over. And but then what do they do? Just kind of hang out in a room for the rest of the time. <laughs> like, I, like, I mean, it seems like I mean, and just like I in, I, I, I definitely it, they're either teasing us with it and it's a, a red herring or they're just a straight up reference of future world with the. I mean, they even Caleb finally even confirms he's on the way there. He's like, I, I couldn't afford it. So obviously it's the only rich and powerful go to this place. What better way to try and replace, I mean, how to, how to take control of everything is you replace the most powerful people. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I thought, that's, but then also, so they mentioned that 249 people yep. have been, others. So I think uh, it's 250 yeah. total. Cause I think, I don't think he was including himself or the wife. Yeah, well, so two fifty one maybe. Okay, or well, she was dead. Uh, who who did they kill? He's dead. So yep. The wife oh, yeah. stayed alive, right? Yep. So, but I mean, now we're really being pedantic. But yeah. regardless, <laughs> those are like I took that to mean the rich and powerful, the important people. They had replaced two hundred and fifty important people in America. Be mm-hmm. it it could be actors, it could be a scientist, it could be a politician, it could be a billionaire. Right. Yep. But they've replaced all these people that the, I, I don't think that that means that there's only 250 hosts, because I think that she can create as many fucking hosts as she wants. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't think that limits it. And those people have been replaced by hosts. They're not. It seems like at that at that point, because remember, that's a flashback when she finds when they get th- I can't remember when that, if that is the flashback that she gets from interrogating mind melding with the Senator, because that scene when the Senator and his wife are taken out yep, should have happened way before the Hoover dam, the anything, because that's was within the, I don't know that they were the last people of the 250. I think there is some. I think they've they've messed with the time a little bit here, and okay. I don't think we're going to figure that. Yeah, out because, maybe it doesn't matter, right? It's well, just no, a process. I mean, I, th- I think we will figure out eventually, but I think they've been because like there's a couple lines when I'm looking at my MIB notes here, and like when the V or the VP comes there, a couple lines really stuck out to me. What he said at one point, he says, "I left the big entourage at Camp David because I want this to be a friendly conversation." Yeah. Why? Why would he say something about some big entourage at Camp David? intimidation do you think yeah but why would the, i mean it, it made it sound like to me that like all of the head people are are camped out somewhere maybe i'm reading way too much no into it. i don't think that's what it was andy i'm okay. gonna have to yeah yeah i i see where you're going with that i think though that that what the the what you're getting at there which is the idea that other people kind of knew about this already. There were rumors out there. Well, yeah, because in the next line, that's when he says there's wild theories going along, and I don't engage it. But he said, but this mess out west draws too much attention. No, no. Leaving the entourage behind was just simply a show of power and also a strategic move by Chaloris, betting that he would do that. 
to try to show, hey, I'm so powerful. I don't believe these rumors. I'm just going to bring two guys with me. Try me. You know what I mean? Well, like he was kind I mean, of trying to be a given, given some big dick energy there. It, you know, it was like, more the fact that he was at that he left something at Camp David because he's not the president. Yeah, but the vi- yeah. I th- that's true. But I, oh, like they were having a meeting or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is an interesting point that they're some because Camp David is traditionally for the president. Right. Right. Well, see, I think that. It's, we don't have to. We don't have to go on this point. It was just. I might be nothing, but I, I think but. though. I think though there there is something there, and that again is just a line of dialogue to kind of reinforce the idea that what's going on with Delos is very important. They have the anti. They have the homeland security guy right, like investigating for like domestic terrorism and shit. So I think what we're supposed to infer is that at this point, the idea that they were replacing people with hosts had gone past the past crazy conspiracy to people in the government actively believing it's happening and like this deputy assistant and the VP. So basically, I think we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to get this feeling that we're seeing the culmination of something where they had to kind of strike, right? So what do you think that what do you think the line that he says about the this mess out west draws too much attention? What would that be referring to? I'm not that. I was going to bring that up. I think that is either the building of the park without permission, right? That it, because That's- because of the time frame is so loosey goosey of yep. how could they build the park so fast? Vanessa brought that up on the IR that maybe they just went ahead and did it or yeah. it could be buying the Hoover Dam, right? Uh, and that mess out yeah. west is that everyone died and then they miraculously, like there was a huge massacre and then they miraculously get the Hoover Dam. You know what I'm Does saying? It- is it possible that this would take place after the stuff with Caleb and Maeve going to the park? No, I think happened? that was before that because park that's is out, the that launch. Park? Yeah, the park. That's what I. That's yeah. why I think it's connected to that. I think yeah. it's. I think he was making reference to the Hoover Dam in that mess out west. Okay, which is which means that they didn't cover up that that guy did that. They oh, let the yeah. authorities find all those that. bodies right and yep. then they said oh we already had the signed documents before he did that you know like that kind of shit mm-hmm. so i think that's what they were making reference to okay that makes that yeah. makes a little more but sense. i think all in all though andy what this does point to is a very they're they're obviously have shown us that they're chaloris and william in this seven intervening years committed a grand conspiracy that they, mm-hmm. in fact, replaced a vice president, this deputy guy, 250 or so other people, senators. They are in control of America and perhaps the world at this point. And mm-hmm. we also know that it's right after these riots and everything. So society can't be that stable to begin with. They took advantage of it and followed yep. through with their plan to me. All this shenanigans is very Nolan-like, too, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Especially them going to the opera house. I was like, what are we, fucking tenant? Is, like, John yeah. David Washington going to show up and shit's going to start going in reverse? 
Yeah, this vibe gave me. A, I was surprised that Jonah Nolan didn't direct this thing because it yeah. felt very. It felt more more Nolan than most episodes. Yeah, definitely, man. And I, I, um, I thought that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing at how obvious that opera house was. <laughs> like, That's... it was like, bro, where should we set this? How about in an opera house? I did like the record player. That was a nice callback to the record player in to season Ford. one as well. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um, maybe we should just kind of, we were talking about all, about all this stuff, but that scene, how long did it take you to figure out that they were going to be on a train going to a new park? Um, I didn't get, I completely did not get it until I, I heard the, like the crash and the, like, the, I, I completely, for some reason, I mean, I, when I saw the welcome thing, I thought, huh, this is, I knew something wasn't quite right, but it took me a long time before I realized what was going on. And we saw that in the trailer, the pre. So I recognized that and I had stuck that in my mind, right? Because what else are you going to say welcome to? Since that day that we podcasted about that trailer, I I haven't watched that trailer again. So it had kind of faded out of my mind and I didn't even think about it. I I didn't watch it again, but I remembered that welcome. And when I saw it again, I have to say, I'm not trying to give myself credit, but I will say as soon as that appeared, it clicked. And I said, they're going to walk through and they're going to be on a fucking fancy train Mm -hmm. and they're going to be going to the new park. So exactly when it happened, it didn't have the same Wow, I have to admit it. I was a little like want want because I was like, I don't like I don't like it when I'm right about that, but I could just yeah. feel it. And especially, I mean, when Maeve starts talking, you know. But it was just so, you know, it just it, it was like, why else are you gonna have welcome there? I thought they did it great though. I'm not. I don't want to take away from like. I don't think they. I think there's a lot of people who picked up on it because it's kind of like this is. As soon as well, when, when they got into the when, train car, when I look back at it and I watch it the second time, I'm like, how did I not pick this up yeah. right away? And part of it, I was just so off guard. It's early too, and I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. Yeah, they go into an opera house and go down into the basement and go. I mean, I was not. My mind just wasn't connecting the connecting everything when that was going on. So, and I was so wild. I just I loved that whole bar that they walked into. I mean, it felt like it was something out of The Shining. Just this really weird, yeah. creepy look, and it just had this unsettling vibe when they were in there, and I, I was so just absorbed in it. I didn't even, didn't even. I mean, like I say, as soon as it starts moving, I'm like, oh, of course. How did I not pick up on this earlier? And yeah, yeah I love, I love that though. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I just, I just knew it. Right. I just felt it, and I started hearing like do 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 do. Start feeling some Westworld vibes. I'm like, come on, they're gonna walk into a train, and then it start. Oh, it started. It happened, and then they show the big city, and then I'm like, okay, they were buying that land. They already made, this is done already, right? Like, if we, I think that also is maybe why, um, uh, the uh, why they kind of had to do the president and that the vice president and the other guy and why he was so kind of like rushing it because mm-hmm. I think they built this and I think maybe we will find out about that later. I'm not, I mean, I, th- I feel like there would be some kind of dialogue that would say it, that they had already built this or that's reason why they kind of like pushed forward. Cause we're definitely like at an inflection point 
Yeah, um, and I mean, it, it would make sense because even in yeah. the speech, you see the VP waiting in the wings. So they obviously, yes. yeah. the VP has already fast-tracked everything they needed. So, yep. Um, what, uh, how about, the, so the woman who is kind of their initial host or guide was Sophia. Sophia. She, did you recognize her? Yes, she was Clementine 2.0. Yeah. I, I, right away, I recognized her. I don't know why, because he hasn't really hardly been in the show that much, but right away I knew, I, I love the whole Maeve being Maeve season one, Maeve again, yep. that yep. whole conversation. I just love that whole thing. <laughs> and Maeve did too. She's like, I see you've gotten a upgrade or what is she? You've gotten a advancement or, or yeah. Promotion. Promotion. Yes. You've got a promotion. And what did you think about, um, I mean, it was so cool the way they're doing the whole thing again. And it was interesting to see Caleb go through it, right? Because he mm-hmm. had never gone through that. He yeah. was there as a soldier, right? That was a different park. He was not there as a guest like that. Um, but what did you think about the fact that she came on to him? Well, I mean, that's that's basically the same. It's a mirror of what happened in the in episode two of the season of series with uh isn't that the same thing that happened when they came up to Logan yeah, and they came Logan. up to William? It is. But I also was kind of thinking about it more. And the way it was done in front of Maeve, the way that mm-hmm. Maeve made it when they were at the bar and they had their conversation about what happened after, which I think we both think something else happened and maybe he yeah. died. Maybe he's a host. Well, we don't know. We'll talk about it. But yeah, what uh, happened at the lighthouse? Yes, yes, what happened at the lighthouse. But I want to make reference more so to something we didn't talk about in the IR, which is they kind of made reference, you know, she was like, you're an, you're a, you're a light drinker. And they, they kind of had like, they talked about the war and it, and then he said something about his wife and she said something about like her superior genetics. Yep. Right. I have that here somewhere. Where do I have that? Um, yeah. You're when they're driving your daughter, she's lovely. A credit to your wife's genetics, no doubt. Yes. And that's based. That's obvious. I think that's obviously a, re- a reference to them both being women of color. Right. And mm-hmm. like, she's kind of, but that I, I just felt like, and that scene with her coming on to Caleb, that there was, that they're hinting towards some kind of maybe love stuff. Maybe something happened between them. There was a bond, a closeness. I mean, you know, stuff we didn't see, right? Yep. That maybe there is, you know, he said, what happened to you? You know, maybe what he's making reference to isn't something weird that we have a theory on. Maybe it's that they were in love. It's definitely a possibility. Just saying. I don't know. That's why I felt like Maeve said something like, good luck with that one, sweetheart, or something like you yeah. know, and it also plays back to when he wouldn't rape the host in wet when he was in Westworld as a soldier. Remember? Yep. He stopped the guys. So I almost, but I also felt like they were invited there by Chaloris. Yep. So yeah, through through the Anastasia. Yeah. So she and I and I also question I was also thinking like you think she can like see through the eyes of someone that has the like she could see through Anastasia's eyes and is basically talking for her like Rhea Boehm was with with a uh, fucking Ciroc. 
I, I think there's definitely a chance of that. That was kind of like why I, I said before. I thought it, it reminded me of like a Borg type of thing. Yeah, where the, queen, exactly. the queen could talk through them. The gel. And, yeah, it is very yeah. queen-like. The bee. Yeah, Andy, mm-hmm. totally. Um, but long story short, maybe they're fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they that was actually Chaloris kind of fucking with Maeve and Caleb somehow knowing maybe they've squared off before that we didn't know about. Yeah. You know, maybe this is, they're not talking about what happened and they seem, and Maeve seems so comfortable that they, she knows it's a trap in a sense. Right. I mean, they were invited mm-hmm. there by their enemy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, and they knew they were going to, for yeah. to, to a Delos thing. And yeah, I, I don't the, know. I, I'm wondering, I'm going to wait for Chaloris to talk about the lighthouse or something, you know? Yeah. There's well, the there was one other thing that stuck out to me is, and I didn't catch it until I started re- reading back through some of my notes from uh, last season. The the when um, what's her name Sophia is talking to Caleb and asking him about the health problems and the depression and all that, and he's asked why does it matter? Well, one of the last things that we see Caleb talk in season three is when um, Sirach is telling him how bad he is and how you're violent and you're prone to violence and all this different stuff. And one of the key things from the park has always been, it shows your true self. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? What I really, I am all of a sudden I got really curious to know what Caleb is going to do when he goes there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a mention last week of how he is best at being a soldier, Mm -hmm. you know? And then in this time, there is like when he and Maeve are speaking, he talks about how his wife thinks he can't leave the past behind. Mm-hmm. Did you just say that? Uh, no, I did not okay. say that. <laughs> we t- I don't know. There's a lot of things we're talking about here. Um, yeah. I have another idea that I want to throw by you about Maeve. Shoot. Um, we are introduced to her this season where she's doing this kind of meditation, right? She's like a super Buddha seeing the past and then she starts shorting out the whole town, yep. right? Doing the Dr. Strange thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is maybe either a show of power or a show that she still can't control her power. Yep. Um, and then it takes her a little while. Cease all motor functions to get the Senator to stop. He finally does though. Mm-hmm. After she concentrates and then she mentions in while they're walking into uh, this new world called it's called temperance, by the way, Yep. Um, that they're they're an upgrade and it took yep. her a while to master it. My question for you, Andy, is Maeve getting stronger or is she getting weaker? Oh, I think she's getting stronger. OK. I think the stuff in the cabin was her her training or basically training herself. Like she said, like when, uh, one of the conversations they had or she had with, uh, Caleb and Caleb, and she's talking about being out in the woods. And she said, Oh, I didn't say I was alone or I was lonely. So I think she was there just to try and hone her powers. And I think she's getting stronger. Okay. I'm not so sure. I think it could be, it could be one before the other. Like maybe she's feeling that she can't control them because she's on the cusp of becoming something even greater. Or maybe she is not 
Maybe she doesn't have the same powers because they are an upgrade to her. Maybe she's somehow not able to upgrade. Maybe she is limited in some way. You know, because that the only reason I mentioned that is let's not forget Maeve really is always for herself, right? Now, she has certain people that she cares about and she obviously has helped, but if go if she kind of has that thing where she says, I got to take care of myself first, right? Like she's always like, I'm going to put the air, the, the airbag on first or whatever the fuck that's called the oxygen mask, right? Um, maybe she could somehow be swayed or maybe she'll be tested in a way that she won't succeed by Chaloris because Chaloris does seem to have advanced the tech in ways that are kind of new and interesting, you know? Well, I can just confirm you're not going to hear it in the podcast because I'm sure you're going to edit this, edit that out, but <laughs> I can confirm that Maeve is stronger now than ever before because when you started saying that she was, her powers were weakening, all the power in my house just went out. So <laughs> Maeve is listening and is pissed. Um, so anyways, um, I, I, had never, I hadn't thought about it that way, that she might actually be getting weaker and that's why she couldn't take down these hosts. I, I kind of, I hope that is true. I think that's a much more interesting idea than her just becoming super Maeve again. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's possible that somehow Chaloris has, you know, she has evolved the species, you know, and but what is that about? Right. I guess that'll then call into question is it's the heart or the technology. And I think again and again, this story says it's the heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So. um, Oh, you know, going back, I'm just kind of looking through my notes because I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff already, but uh what did you what what did you get or what was your kind of ideas? Actually, we said we we're going to come back to this. Why the Peter Myers story was repeating itself, or why it seemed to have happened already a long time ago? I um, I still can't shake the. I God, I. That's part of that I can't reconcile, and that's why the only explanation I can think of outside of some weird time travel thing, and I don't think they're going that direction, is is it's a simulation, and she's done this before, like like Neo in the Matrix, where she's done it hundreds of times, and it's just okay, some yeah. past, yeah. past okay. memories. You may have talked a little bit about that an hour ago before the power went out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think we did talk about, like it, uh, it, like it was, yeah, she's in somehow beta testing, like going through this again and again. Yeah. to awaken something like a loop like in westworld you need the loop the loop you need the to break the loop you need a loop and i mean even later on in the episode when uh sophia is talking to caleb and Maeve, she even says this is for beta testing that could be yep. in reference to more than one thing going on in this episode interesting another thing i noticed and i want to see if you notice this first off no one else sees the dead pigeons in front of olympiad games Yes. And owing to and this is actually more so in support of something you said earlier that she is just seeing things maybe like her roommate when she kind of glitches a little bit and there's a like a hum kind of sound and mm -hmm. the and the revolving door goes around and then mm -hmm. they pull back and there's no pigeons on the ground and then she just walks into work. And the other the or other she thing walks I have away. I have another thought about that too is that 
that happens immediately after the homeless guy says something about yep. the, the birds. We don't see birds any time before that, that happening. Only after that idea is planted in Christine's head. And you know what the other thing? The homeless guy, if he is homeless, perhaps he's just well, um, the guy yeah. who's yelling on the side the of the street. Guy. Yeah, we the have, we have no idea about his home life, okay? Yeah, you're, you're tr- that's true. Totally. This is not the Westworld theory cast of home life. Um, <laughs> extrapolating. But he makes no, he does not even look at her. She stops oh. and says, the tower, what tower? And he just looks away. Mm-hmm. And like ignoring her, but then everyone else that's walking by, he's like desperately trying to look into their eyes to get their attention. So that was kind of weird. The, uh, I mean, part of me is thinking that she, if she is, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, was that idea planted in her head and she caused that to happen again? Could that That's, be her awakening that they want yeah, her to start that, controlling everything herself? Because if she's going to be, maybe it's like she has to find her own connection to that fly buzz in order to control it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Just extrapolating. The, uh, when I'm, I just, there's not enough there about that, but I, the, yeah, the disappearing thing and nobody else noticing them is a, Something just isn't right there. I, th- I think we're on the right track with that. I think everybody is. It's just we. I'm sure we don't have all the all the pieces, obviously. But the uh, I'm looking at a few other things on my notes here too. Have we seen Maeve basically use ESP with the host before? Like when she's questioning the senator, and she just does like the well, yeah, she does that to Dolores at the at the end of at last season. Yeah, you no, know, right. she definitely does. Right. She that was like one of the first things she did. In yep. um, Samurai World, remember? Yep, I forgot about yeah. that. I, I guess I don't remember it being quite that, but yeah, you're right, with the one with Dolores. She yeah, didn't do sure. it as much last season. Yeah. Um. Oh, um, keep on going. There was, there was one other one, too, I was going to... Uh, I got one if you uh, want me to go. Nope, I've got it. Okay. Um, When Caleb and Maeve are talking to Anastasia, and she says, you're invited, that whole thing. And she says, you're invited. It's my open, It's opening night. Your old friend is anxious for a reunion. Don Giovanni, we can't be late. And then she says, now I've done my part. It's time to do yours. Free me. Caleb says, I can't do that. And she says, you don't have a choice. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> why why doesn't have Caleb a have a choice? He's going to have to kill her because yeah. that's the free. Like, I think she was waiting to be told you can rest now. You know, like, I, I feel like, yeah, oh, yeah, she, I, I, yeah, I get that completely. But why is she telling Caleb he doesn't have a choice? I think it's it's perhaps metaphoric for the situation that they find okay. themselves in overall. Right. Like, okay. not only do you directly not have a choice because I'm about to run into you and you either kill me or you die. Um, it just that, that was a line that kind of feed, or, fed into my still yeah. thinking Caleb could be a hybrid or a host is that he's also on some type of thing that he has to follow and he's trying to break out of it himself. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm probably reading too much into that. I just read into every damn line now in this show. So, <laughs> well, it seems like Chaloris would not, does not want to kill hosts. So, or hurt them. So she's not, I mean, she did try to kill Maeve though, and she did try to kill him. So maybe, but did she though? That's what I'm kind of thinking. Well, and one of the know? things that, one of the things that uh, Dolores said a while back in one of the earlier seasons was that 
some people were going to have to die, like when yeah, Teddy gets true. killed and all that. So, I mean, she's killed hosts before. That's yeah, not. That's true. That's true. But she, they, they're they they're walking into it now. Um, all right. Oh, I had something. The keeping MIB alive. Um, she does say that it is because I want you to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, you created this world that you're, you were a God somehow, but the, the, uh, she's keeping William alive, but MIB who is his host clone, who's, we see out with everyone keeps on mentioning to everyone. You didn't go to my wife's funeral or right. Like yeah. my, when my daughter died, like. It does seem to be, and then he talks all about his spiral with the mm-hmm. vice president. It, he he does seem to have this host a um a uh, consciousness, right? Yep. And we don't know. We we again we spent the whole season seeing how it fucked up Charlotte to be Dolores inside someone else's body and have to play them and how she started too closely associating with that life. And she basically became a new person. I wonder, I wonder, is that a signal that the same thing is happening with this MIB host? Because he and Clementine, though, though Dolores seems to espouse like you said, she's willing to kill hosts, but she does espouse this kind of uplifting of the hosts, right? Protecting them. Mm-hmm. She does use them and she's using him. And he was a fucked up dive neurodivergent guy, right? Yep. Yeah, As he says, yep. um, what we really know that neurodivergence is not, uh, it's that he's a sociopath, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So he's the biggest divergence in Rehoboam. Um, is that what's happening here? That this new MIB, like Shaloris herself, is kind of going to separate from her in some way? Or, come, you know, is there going to come a point where he's not going to follow her orders, where Clementine's not going to follow the orders? Because it all starts out like that. They're acting like good hosts right now. But he keeps on talking about his past and getting emotional about it. Just seemed I, weird to me. I, I do think he's going to turn at some point. Because I, I mean, do we know who's who is inside of MIB? No, that's what I was. If we're going to talk about the pearls, sorry about it, Justin. But it could matter. Well, because if still, he is Dolores, if he's one of if he's. <laughs> Um, I'm still in. I'm still in bel- complete belief that the pearls matter and are important. I think they do too, and I think they I, matter because Dolores matters. Yep. And well, and seeing last week when we saw that other, when we saw the Colonel, when we saw Maeve plug into that, there are other pearls out there. So that means either some more pearls were smuggled out, or Solaris can now make. Yeah, manufacture she, I them think herself. she can just make them, dude. I think she can do. Yeah, I think she can, but but maybe she can't get the, but the point I was going to say is maybe it's only those Dolores pearls that are capable of having so far are of capable of having 
consciousness, right? Like she can yeah. make new things, but it seems only that Dolores is able to have the spark of life. That's why I'm thinking about it because she is special that way. I mean, Jesus, we went through fucking three seasons of being told this by Arnold, by Ford, by herself. Right. And part of by what Bernard. I think, I, I think, too, I mean, we know William's data is out there and like all the data that Ford had. And that was obviously tied in when he was in the yeah. insane asylum and all that stuff. I mean, I, I wonder if, Dolores and Shaloris's plan was to create another version of William that they thought they could control. And I think it may end up going poorly for her. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. The other idea, and I had mentioned this last week that they're perhaps keeping him alive uh, or on the IR, I think for fidelity for the host, Mm -hmm. like making him kind of talk to him or share memories with him or, um, you know, I don't know, in, so, in some way use him to, to forward the species. Do you think we're going to see that version of William come out of that cryo freeze again before we see the conclusion to the stinger of season two? Interesting. Like that's him. <laughs> like yeah, that, he like escapes that. from that, puts himself inside a host and is going for fidelity well, in Westworld. No, or because something else that Solaris didn't think was going to happen happened and she has to wake him back up and totally possible. Yep. To- for or some they, reason. Cause yeah. Or Maeve breaks into that place and finds him and it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, yeah. There, Billy, there was a little, did you watch the uh, behind the scenes thing at the very end? Like no. The two or three minute thing. No, there is a thing on there. It's a very, I don't think this is really too big of a spoiler, but I think it will help like take up some of the conclude uh, some of the it'll clear a couple things up it, they were talking to one of the makeup artists and she said that in that scene they made william look older because they wanted the host mib to have like just smoother skin and less wrinkles and everything so you it, oh i went back and looked at other scenes you can definitely tell yes you can tell so, that yeah so it it really seems like that is the only time we've actually seen william every other time in this season has oh, been the host. without a doubt I have no question of that. He's been in there for seven years. Yeah. Or however long the stinger took place after, after season three, you know, we don't know exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but, oh, no question. No question. I just thought it was an interesting. So, I mean that we can at least shoot down a whole bunch of crazy theories that we don't have to even talk about anymore. So, um, we didn't talk about when we were talking about Christina, and her boss, um, I said I would mention it later, but I did screenshot some of that stuff. And I think we talked a little, maybe we said, but it says things like live build, logic yeah, if, collisions, loop stability. That's Yeah, if you scroll up on the yeah. notes there, I've got pretty much all of it sitting there. Yep. So, yeah, it's, there's some things there that or uh, it's either. Now, this is the thing I have to say. All of this points towards the same type of stuff we saw when Maeve saw herself for the first, right? Like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, psychophysical balancing, loop connection depth. But this could also point towards just how successful her writing is in keeping people in their loops yeah. and their psychophysical balancing. Because it does say 
at the top of it, I think you you may have it in the notes. I, I'm not looking at that direct thing right now, but it says something like work analysis or something like that, right? Oh, here I have yep. it right here. Um, it says uh, narrative department. Oh, narrative yeah, employee department. status, and then yep. so it says. Live build, basic analysis, incomplete and developing narrative, structure. And that's where it says like logically. So these could actually just be um, like about her work there, like how successful she is at doing these things, right? With her stories. The thing that's weird though is like some of the things say active, but then there's some that say inactive. Yeah, that's why I thought in the beginning. The inactive thing is what gets me. Like maybe this is proof. She is a, you know, she's just a live build. Speaking of that, the, uh, another thing we didn't really mention is what her boss said to her on that phone call when she was going to Jersey. And it just, just the whole line what he says there is really bizarre. Olympiad doesn't regulate your activities when you're off hours. You're entitled to four sick days a year. Just making sure you don't require any further assistance. That just, Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem like the line about making sure you don't need any further assistance seems very much like the the things that Maya, the roommate, is saying to her. Yeah, definitely. They both seem like they're they seem like maybe they're coming from different angles, but maybe the same angle. Yeah. Of kind and of what, pushing. What her, kind of what know? kind of company would say we don't regulate your activities when you're <laughs> off hours? Well, this is the future. We don't know well, how far capitalism has gone now. You know, like I mean, gosh. A lot of people, right? Like you, you, a lot of places now fight for not having to check email when they're not at work. Yeah. You that's what, that's part of what makes me think weird. It's like, why would they, why would a business get mad that she is, even though she wasn't there, she is signing into work yet. So what's, I don't, that's that whole but the way you're right. Andy, the way it's written is from a sense of control, right? Like yeah. everything. I mean, again, why it's it's Dolores like we know this character she looks like Dolores for a reason it has to be we we're one of our crazy theories is right because this is obviously not just a normal everyday thing that we're watching it's fucking Westworld Mm -hmm. so I mean I think that that goes without saying you know like the the these uh you know Whatever, whatever is going down here, though, I will say this. I said on the IR, too. I do hope that it's revealed to us. I, li- I liked how the new park was revealed to us so quickly in episode two, right? Yeah, I like, like that, too. Right? We were extrapolating about the land they bought, and it's a new park. And guess what? We were right. It's a new, there's a new park, okay? Yep. Um, so I hope that whatever is going on with Christina is revealed to us kind of soon. We, maybe we can talk a little bit. We're almost at the end here. We can talk a little bit about um, the trailer in a second and give a spoiler shout out if anyone thinks, Brett, that it's a spoiler, which rightfully so. I agree it is. <laughs> but um, uh, what was I saying? Um, just how, <laughs> just how they're how they're they seem to be paying things off for a little oh, bit. Yeah, give it, give this to thought. us in the next couple episodes i want Mm -hmm. to be i know that they sent out four episodes to critics right and usually that's like half a season so i'm saying at the middle of it i hope that that's i hope we can have 
I want to know what's going on here because it's so cool, right? That I am, we're getting more and more little clues. I hope that we get the reveal because I kind of feel like whatever the reveal is, is going to be connected to the other part of the show. And I want it all to advance together. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, okay, we're going to talk about the trailer for next week's episode. This is not the trailer that was played after last week, which I did not watch because that was one that was like coming in the next couple of episodes or something, yeah, right? Coming this season. Um, yeah. Which I don't like to watch that because maybe that's a little too much that I don't well, want to know. I, I watched it by accident and I'm like, I won't say anything that was in it. But it was really vague stuff, and okay. most of it we haven't seen yet. And I already have kind of pushed it out of my head because I only watched it once. And after I realized, I'm like, wow, this is showing a lot of stuff. And then I realized that none of it was in this week. So I've kind of, okay. I have some vague images in my head, but I didn't, haven't formed any opinions, and I'm not going to rewatch it. All right. Well, let's talk spoilers going ahead about just next episode, episode three, three, two, one. Bye, Brett. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. What did you think of this trailer? I thought we're going to get Bernard back. That's the main thing that I'm happy about. Yeah. Um, Bernard and Stubbs. Yeah. And they seem. It it looks like Stubbs is going to bring some humor, which I like. I mean, he's got a a line in there that's quite funny. (laughs) Um, It's. Yeah. Just having Bernard back and it sure as hell looks like he's going into the sublime. Yes. Like we had it like we had expected. I mean, we see the, the, the Dolores tree burning. Yeah. There's a lot of cool, I mean, I, I, it's just, a, it's a good tease. Yeah, it was nice. We saw him kind of in the sublime. Then he obviously is woken up out of it. He still looks a little dusty. Yep. Um, uh, Stubbs is with him. They're at that hotel. He makes that joke about like saving the world, standing around a deserted hotel for yeah. seven Lo- years or something. Loitering in a parking lot yeah. in some shady diner is the key <laughs> to saving the world now. Um, but also we see them in kind of like a some sort of like dune buggy type um, Mad yeah. Max shit going through the oh, desert. It, it looks like there's going to be a new character revealed. Yes. And that is the I think that's the most important part of the whole thing and which made me question what we were seeing, which was, he says, uh, he says that line and then, and then they kind of intersplice it though. I don't think these lines actually occur concurrently. They're just for the purposes of the trailer put together. He says like, well, someone is the key to everything. And he says who she is. And then we see someone who, it's it's the line right after when, Stubb says the 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 shady diner is the key to saving the world. That's when he says, "No, she is." Okay, no, she. Okay, right. It was even more direct than that, right? Yeah. And then we see this girl who looks maybe like Maeve's daughter, seven years older to me. It could be. And it made me question whether that stuff we were seeing with Bernard was ever in the real world. Um, <laughs> and maybe he's. Maybe all maybe he took Stubbs with him in the Sublime, and um, uh, well, you know, an interesting way to, uh, I mean, it's like the um, it's like the Walt problem on Lost. The the thing was always how would you age how would you age up her character? Yeah, or, or because you she's a robot, so she shouldn't age. But 
if she's in the sublime, she they would. Could, yeah, she they might could say that she's aging in the sublime when she gets back into a body. So maybe he went into the sublime to rescue her. Because it's also um, a lot could have happened because, as you mentioned, I think in the preview, or maybe we talk about how things happen so much faster. Yeah, faster in the, sim. In the sublime, right? Then in the yep. real world, like he's not if he's in there for seven years, he could have been in there for 100 years, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe yep. they went on some big journey in there or something. But uh, or who if if that's just what came out of me. OK. And that's just based on how she looks. Right. Yep. What other guy did you get any kind of theory or thoughts about who this person may be? Um, does Bernard have a daughter? No, he had know. a son. Right. Yeah, he does have a son. Um, and let's see. I don't really have any. I mean, the Maeve thing is the, the obvious one. So, I mean, besides that, I don't have any crazy. Yeah, it could be someone from the past. It could be. Um, I don't we I do not believe that we've seen this person before. No, I don't think so. Um, she looked like to be if I, I'm, I think she looked at what around like her late teens, early twenties, maybe, or yeah, I was, I was guessing early twenties, but okay. I don't, it's, it was a pretty quick shot. So I, yeah, I'm not I sure. And I haven't done any research to see who the actress is that has been cast. Yeah, I don't want to look at anything past just watching yep. it once, man. I don't want to be either. spoiled, but I thought I mean, that we also, Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, or were you going to say more about her? Yeah, I was just going to say okay. maybe, maybe if they are in this sublime, she holds some kind of further key because um, there was, uh, Brett mentioned this, that if we do remember the original access to this information through Peter Abernathy was a one-time use key, right? Mm-hmm. And supposedly when we saw it again with Bernard and when it said one time you, so if he only has one time to get into it, right? Because they want to protect it that much. Does he have to extract something from her more? Or I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking of if they can't, if he does not have an ax reaccess to this place, maybe he's going in there to get something out of it and bring it out. Well, that's, I still, I've, I do, I, that sure seems like what the case is that he would be going in. I mean, he's obviously going in for a reason. Yeah. Maybe she holds another Rehoboam plan or so, I don't know, like the key to the, the Delos immortality project or something, or, uh, you know, in particular, because we know it's so much information that's in there. Um, and part of it, we don't really know what, we still don't really know what Bernard's goal is. I mean, we think yeah, it's to yeah. help save humanity, but do we even really know that for sure? Yeah. And and what part could it be? And is this where I'm hoping that I like the connections. I like when they connect it back to what happened in season three. I like that when they could connect it, I was so happy to see a Rehoboam looking thing. That's at this supposed lighthouse, right? Well, I and- want, I want them to, bring back people. I want the main, the story to come back on itself. So I hope that it's connected to all. And of I that. think kind of like what you, I think we were talking about this way at the beginning of the podcast, we were just talking about Westworld in general, part of the reason, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for you in this, in this way too, but part of the reason we love this show is because it's a puzzle and yeah. we like when those puzzle pieces fit together, especially yes. when they're from past seasons. Exactly. And, yep. I mean, there's a reason why we both are Lego fanatics. We love puzzles. <laughs> yeah. That's just the thing. When it, when it, when, when it clicks and you're like, Oh my God, I actually remember that. 
Yes. I understand yes. what's happening. That's the joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm hoping from this. Basically. That's why I was really excited after I watched it. I was like, okay, cool. I hope that we're going to get some real like, and Dolores's plant, what else was going on? And, you know, because yeah. I can't help but think again, that everything we're watching, you know, is um, part of the plan is somehow part of the plan. Because like I said on the IR two, like, and it, this was staying with me when I thought more about it. She spo- Bernard was supposed to be her foil and he never was. He didn't yeah. do anything to like, he, he basically showed up at one event and was easily subdued. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. he didn't there's, do shit. So there's, there's, there's gotta be another reason yeah. why, why she kept him around. She, I just think that whatever Chaloris is doing is actually was foreseen by Ford, by Dolores, yeah. that this, this part of her had to, had to come like maybe we'll go back and look at season three again and be like she's totally fucking with her all that shit in the hotel room because some of the stuff i just it makes me like i said before it seems like bernard might be some kind of if she he was kept around as some type of failsafe or there's some reason that she knows in the future or ford knew that they were going to need him for something well if one side tips too much right yeah like he could yeah balance yeah yes that's what bernard's real goal was that it could have went the other way and maybe dolores killed chaloris and Mm -hmm. then was a and then all of a sudden Bernard was supposed to rise up or something and say, Hey, wait, I have to stop you from, you know, thinking that you're, you're because even her plan, when she said to Maeve at the end of last season, that she sees the beauty, she wants to help man see the beauty inside themselves. That's kind of like what Ciroc wanted, even though I agreed with her at the point, at that point, what I think we really want is what Maeve ultimately represents, which is each individual having their own choice. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, did, I don't know that that was really that where that's really if Dolores had lived, I don't know if that's really where she would have ended up. History teaches us probably not. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. She probably would have ended up thinking, oh, Ray, maybe Rayobom's not so bad if I just tweak it like this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like if I just push people this way or that, whereas Maeve would kind of be like, if they want to blow themselves up, fucking let them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's their choice. <laughs> yep. You can do whatever the fuck yeah, you want. So. Exactly. I don't the, care, uh, my I, darling. The, uh, the other thing I did think of seeing in this, I jotted a few notes about the trailer that I think I want to rewatch the season one episode again, where, they for where Logan and William first get into the park. Yeah. Because one of the things that Maeve says when they, they show a little clip of them, it's like, well, they made a few changes, but the story is the same. Yeah. And then you, you hear the can yes, hitting the ground yeah, and you see it all. That's what, yeah, that was the other part of the trailer, which is Maeve. I'm guessing we hear a, uh, like a, uh, 1920s version of the Sweetwater theme and all that stuff. I'm cause we kind of heard a little tease of that at the end of this episode. BTW, the wild west, and the Roaring Twenties, it's not like they're a world apart. They're closer uh-uh. together than, like, you know, we are to yeah. the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, there's still, I think even in the 20s, I may be wrong about this, but I still think there were still, I mean, even out where I am here, it was not exactly like a towering city. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it took things really grew after World War Two. So I think that that it's it's interesting that they that's what I thought was interesting that they chose a time that was kind of so like it was it's almost like a Westworld part two, right? It's like the yep. next phase after Westworld of America. Mm-hmm. Kind of what people kind of recognize, you know? Yep. But it is post World War One, so I wonder if they're like if that's going to play into it at all or like in storylines or something, you know? Yeah, it definitely could be Yeah, coming out of the And even he even uh, MIB mentions it in the speech coming out of the recession and coming out of the pandemic yeah, and, and a war. Yep. I mean, really, it kind of talks about the 1920s or the 2020s in a lot of ways. So, yeah, right. Everything's old is new again. The uh, we we also did see the drone bot return with the jars of black goo. Yes, and Maeve yeah. and Caleb are watching it, and it looks like it's one of the old Westworld labs. So they're that you know that's what they're doing, dude. They're putting that shit in people. Yeah, you know that's what the, that's why that's what that park is for. It's to transform yeah. people into it's, fly. It has bots. to be. Hail yeah, bots. it has to be. <laughs> yep, I dig it, man. Um, you got anything else? I don't think so. I think we've covered it pretty well. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of fun, man. Good times. We will be back next week. Um, following up, following us up are the cleanup techs. They're going to record tomorrow night and that will be released on what I think Thursday or something. And then let's see if Thaxton does another pod. His was fun. I listened to both of the pods. They were fantastic. Yes. Well, um, and if uh, if somebody was listening to this and screaming at the stuff we got wrong, the cleanup yeah. text will definitely correct it because yes. I'm sure they will listen. They are much smarter than Axel and I are, so they will catch all of our mistakes. So yep. three heads are better than two. Um, and uh, uh, I'll be back next week with another IR with Justin, and we got a bunch of other guests. That'll be a rip roaring fun time again, <laughs> and uh, we'll just be talking Westworld, and then actually. Next week, I got another pod because Better Call Saul is back. So the final, what, six that's, episodes of Better Call that's Saul. next week already? Yep, July 11th. Holy shit. So I'll be recording on Wednesday. So the daily DVR feed is going to be full of a lot of pods. But you can also, of course, if you are listening to it on that, on the daily DVR feed, you can subscribe just to the Westworld Theory Cast or just to Better Call Saul on any of the pod catchers out there. Um, and then sooner rather than later, Ando, bro, we're like a month away from freaking House of the Dragon. Yeah, I, that's I think that August starts the week 21st. after West. I think it's the week after Westworld is done, isn't it? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they give it. I think there might be a week. Bre- I'm hoping there's a week break. <laughs> I'm, I'm wishing for it. But You're gonna be run ragged, gonna buddy. Be. Yeah, well, it's good. It's fun, man. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, consecutively, Westworld and Better Call Saul leading into House of the Dragon. Then hopefully, I'll get a little bit of a break, and then I they're shooting Mayor of Kingstown right now, so mm-hmm. we could be back in May with Mayor of Kingstown. I'm gonna guess spring, late winter, spring. So well, one thing about that though, that doesn't have dragons and robots, so there's yeah, not a lot of special effects. They can probably produce that post production a lot quicker. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good point, Andy. They sure can. So it could oh, be you know what? earlier. I just thought of something here. I saw there was an article yesterday or the day before in the Hollywood Reporter um, with an interview with Ed Harris. 
And the very first line of the of the article says, let me bring it back up here again. I mean, and it's not a confirmed thing, obviously, but the very first line is, Ed Harris does not know how it's going to end for William, a.k.a. the man in black, when Westworld concludes with its fifth and final season. I do. I think that we know, We didn't we know this already, that they're only doing one more season? I don't think it's been announced yet, though, has it? Um, that's interesting. Well, I mean, they've I always said that they had a plan into. for five years, but... Yeah, I pretty much figured that that was what was that doesn't surprise. I, I you know what? Actually, I'm okay with that. That's cool yeah. with me. I am We're too. I'm, I was the just, end here, you know. I I was nervous with the HBO uh, new ownership that they would cut it. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm excited that they <sighs> said this. So they better. That's that makes me feel better too. Yeah, I know HBO just stopped making. It was was announced like it was this big thing, but it's really only like five or six countries, but they said they're not going to make originals. Yeah, a bunch of the foreign markets. Yeah, there's a lot of restructuring going on, and they did kill our love, the show we love so much. Oh, man. What what was that called? Raised by Wolves? Yeah, Raised by Wolves. Come on, Bezos or Cook, pick it up. I forgot what it was called because HBO canceled it. (laughs) It's dead to you now. It's dead. They killed it. Literally. I hope that yeah, I hope I hope that either Bezos or Apple. I think yeah. it belongs on Apple TV. I think so too. I think it really belongs on Apple because you know what? I got to be honest with you. I'm not sold on Amazon, their production house, and I have to tell you, live right here, I'm not so sure that this Lord of the Rings shit is going to be good at all. Like it might not be good. Like it might be bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I am I that one I am 100% waiting and seeing cuz uh, I have no I don't know. I I've the looked, amount of money they spent. It's got to at least look good, I would hope. I <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't like Amazon. I love the boy. I've loved a lot. Amazon has done great shows, right? That I but it's it depends on the people making it. And yeah, I don't well, feel as confident as when I do an HBO where like it's kind of like they're uplifting something. I kind yeah. of feel like in Amazon, they give someone money and they're like, go make something. And sometimes well, that works the, out amazing. The quality control. Yes. I mean, just there and Netflix, it's just isn't as they both make amazing yeah. things, but their quality control is not as good. It's There's a lot of crap on both of those services. Still where. HBO rules, man. HBO and Apple seems to be doing much more of the prestige type thing yeah. like HBO than the other two do. So, Though I'm not in love with everything on Apple, but I do love actually... I can't. I'm really, really loving for all mankind. This that's, third I'm still, season. That's I'm. I'm gonna. I've only watched a little bit of the first season. After we're done with, after we're done with this, I'm gonna dive head first into you should. it. Uh, for all mankind is great, and you know what? They're having a lot of fun this season. I. Some people say, ah, oh, it's going getting a little crazy. Some out there plot things happening, action oriented. They always kind of did stuff like that. I think it's great. They accelerate that show. You'll love it, Andy. It's well, like, it's, I I love Ronald D. Moore, and yeah. I, I have no doubt I'm going to love it. It's kind of just like, what happens if people really gave a shit about space? Uh-huh. That's kind of what it is. Like if NASA had support, yep. you know, it's not, it was sold as like about women and, and it does. That's a part of it. But really what it's about is what happens if America continued to care about space? Mm-hmm. And and what what that would have looked like, and it really just kind of pushes it, 
and it's it's a lot of fun. A little sometimes it's a little hokey, but um it's a lot of fun. But uh you know what guys, we've had a great time this evening. I'm going to wrap it up. We've been we've been yapping forever. So Andy, great job this time. Everybody listening, thank you for listening. We're going to take it out. Go to dvrpodcast.com. Peace out.